Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Dude. Sup? What if listening to this program does send you to hell? Well, then you better watch out, mister. Because, you know, we promised them that it won't send you to the place with the guy with the horns and big pointed stick and tail. That warm place. Well, maybe doing the show sends you to hell. (laughs) We're doing it for their salvation is what we're doing. There may be some truth to that. So I, I, I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> so this is like Vuja Day. It, it is. Holy cow. So we missed a couple of weeks. Yeah, couple. Couple two tree, couple tree four. And we're going to talk about that, actually, because, John, um, we're going to talk about the show and uh, our whole... Uh, we're, John, s- we're sort of rethinking life in general. Yeah. John was uh, kind of, I don't know, I'll use the word negative about the show about 10 days ago. And uh, we had a little back and forth about the show, and we've been... We're going to do a segment a little later called Do We Suck? Quest, question mark. <laughs> and then we'll have count point, count, or point, counterpoint. It's hard to say. Point, Jane, you ignorant slut. Point, counterpoint, and the opposite is do we blow? <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah, so let's see. What's happened in the last couple of weeks? The arbitration decision came down two to one against Floyd Landis in his appeal of his uh, doping charges. And I don't know. You know, I, I read a lot about this. I've read a lot about the science. We talked about that California Association of Criminology piece where the uh, the guy who used to certify labs thinks the science is very scary. And he's, uh, as a, a uh, an impartial, disinterested bystander, he... Uh, he he really came down on Floyd's side basically at the end of the uh, at the end of the piece, but when you go online, you get your typical fifty fifty mix of the haters. You know, they're just like they know he did it, just like they know OJ did it fourteen years ago. And I'm not here to argue whether OJ did or didn't do it. What I'm here to say is that there's only one person who really knows, and maybe two dead people who actually did it. And in Floyd's case, there's probably only one person who really knows. So all these people who arrogantly you know, say he got what he deserved. I, I think that's kind of crazy. However, the one thing I've noticed in all the editorials that get written to the different papers I read, and uh, in particular the online cycling forums, you kind of get a 50-50 mix amongst regular people, I'll call them, uh, you know, pro-Floyd or anti-Floyd, the plebes. Yeah, but when the patricians uh, email in a doctor or someone who's a chemist or has some experience working in a lab, without question, every one of them is concerned about the test results and the technical acumen and and the credibility of the lab. So I... I Numismatists, even? Sure. Um, Wow. (laughs) Coin and stamp collectors. (laughs) You know, they are part of the patrician class. Yeah, they are. So I, I'm just still bothered by the fact that when there's someone who actually is qualified to talk about the scientific points of the case, and they do so, they're very alarmed at the results of this arbitration decision. And I think a lot of it's largely politically charged. I think if they suddenly overturned the Landis decision and basically say the lab is bad, 
then that opens a can of worms, that whole Pandora's box thing, and maybe every test they've ever conducted at that lab is bad. Yeah, well, I I think we had this conversation before, but uh, one of the things that I read or or heard uh, one of the the sports reviewers was saying is that the the arbitration panel, this three-person panel, they, they... Who are lawyers, by the way. I'm, I wouldn't doubt that they have some sort of legal background. No, they are lawyers. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So the, As opposed to scientists is what I'm getting at. And this right, is a case that's right. scientifically based. Right. If it was scientists, then they would probably be voting three to one. Or three to Three to zero. Nothing. Yeah, it was three people, so it was two to one. And even though the arbitration panel sort of uh, ruled in favor of the lab, they had some harsh words for the lab. And basically saying, clean up your act. And and the the political part of this is that people are thinking, you know what, they're sacrificing Floyd Landis in this one. They're going to sacrifice maybe even a couple more cyclists in the future to give the lab and the whole system time to clean up its act so well, it's that a, it'll be real next time. It's it's just kind of scary because, and I said it before on a show, the California Criminologist show we did, there are rules for everybody. And if Landis is expected to abide by the non-doping rules, the labs have to abide by their own standards of conduct and um you know the proper procedures and standards that you would uh you would have if you were running these tests in a lab and i don't know i'm just i'm I'm disappointed in the decision um i'm alarmed by it and um i don't know i don't i don't necessarily think justice was served there yeah well let's talk about something else what i don't know you know that show top gear that i mentioned before you mentioned it yeah they had something to say about the french uh, why it, it just came well, to I'm, me. I'm saying nothing about the french oh, I, I am saying something about the french lab however right it just it just reminded me um they were doing a review of a new citroen the a new car or as a citroen citroen friends calls it yeah so they have a new citroen it's this big long bulbous thing and, and with wheel covers in the back <laughs> right and and that's what they did is they re, they reviewed an old one where this guy loved it because it was just so odd and it was so uncar like because they are, yeah. everything about it he said was wrong you know you cit E-R-O-E-N, if yeah. you want to Google it. So he said that, you know, you when you get in a Citroen, you don't expect so that the turn signal is where a turn signal is supposed to be. It's like a switch on the dash that you have to manually disable and all these different things. He said, well, the, the new Citroen is, is more like a, a typical car that would be pumped out of any factory. But he, he said you would expect that the uh, cheese-eating surrender monkeys would have gotten it right this time. <laughs> wow. That was pretty harsh words about a car. That's what the big, tall, lanky, right. lurch-like British man said? <laughs> cheese-eating surrender monkeys. Jeez, I, I can't, uh, I cannot uh, endorse that kind of language on the no, show. Oh, no. I, I thought it was pretty harsh. <laughs> wow. That is harsh. You know, and it's funny, because uh, you remember the show we did on our five pet peeves and one of mine was the way the french have gotten a bad rap as it were right, or a right. bad croissant Ooh. and um yeah every person i've met from france and you know i've met a dozen or so over the years uh has been wonderful i love them i've never been to the country although our friend matt our environmental uh, consulting friend matt is in gay paris right now is he? He just got back from China, and they flew him off to Paris this weekend. Oh, his job must suck. Actually, getting to travel all that is probably great, and it's probably crap at the same time. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't been able to travel all over Europe and, and Asia for, for my job, but I've had to travel quite a bit for my job. And traveling, you do get to see maybe 
five or ten seconds worth of scenery, and then the rest of the time you're in office rooms and or in an airplane or suffering from jet yeah, lag or something. It's awful, yeah. awful. So it's it's probably cool, but he's not married and doesn't have anything kind of like going on. So he's uh, apparently enjoying it, but he's literally been all over the world: south, east, west. That's cool. Not just like Europe and you know English speaking countries. He's been to China, Borneo. And, South America and probably I think he's been to uh, South Africa, Burma. Shave. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you should say that because Chris Garlic Chris was talking about Burma last night, was and she? I said the same thing. Some kind of weird coincidence going on there. Anyway, you want to jump into a tune? Yeah, I'm going to do a blast uh, from the past here. Oh, let's check it out. Love is so you Trying to catch up to me 
Whoa. Heavy, that man. rocked. That was uh, Minor Vince. <laughs> that was one of the Minor Vince's. Now, that was Minus Vince. We'd played uh, a few of their songs before, and this is a new one. Yeah, it's kind of heavy ska or something. Yeah, I think I think maybe I'd describe them as taking like a metal band and a ska band and launching them from separate cannons right at each other. The Mythbusters did a whole uh, episode about uh, bullet myths and the whole kind of uh, Civil War mini ball fuse with another one if it hits it in midair. So essentially, it yeah, it did. And so the whole mini ball fusion is what you're describing here with these two styles of music. Right. But I think if we did the th- canon thing with the bands, we'd have lots of uh, dead band members. But there'd be some fusion of some kind. You'd, if they had their instruments on them, especially the the brass instruments, it'd probably make a nice sound. Speaking of brass instruments, the, the, I love that song. It's a little over compressed but the one thing that's been bugging me about it since the first time i heard it last week the trombones sound distorted did you hear them? you know just they just sound like they recorded them a little too hot and it made me believe the whole recording was distorted but it wasn't well it is because it's compressed but bass is kind of cranked we won't get into that but um yeah the bones were a little loud and a little distorted but i like minus vince you got to wonder where vince is actually i I miss vince and that's the same joke we probably told a year ago a vince hunt Vince, we miss you wherever you are. Um, so, so this is the part of the show where we say, do we suck? Well, no. Actually, there's two quick things I wanted to mention. Uh, John, in his infinite wisdom, has saw fit to make me a, a crass consumer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't make you a consumer. I didn't actually buy it, but... I made I made Rich, uh, well, starting maybe tomorrow, his, uh, his love-loathe relationship with uh, Steve Jobs begins. It'll be low. There'll be no love. John bought me an iPod Nano, the new the video iPod Nanos. Yeah, what I what I did is I I put some of the well, I put all of the uh, the refund that I got for the purchase of my iPhone. It was the Steve Jobs. I'm sorry, I bend over, ticked you guys off. There, there, a little robot came in the yeah. room and said, "I want to kiss you always. Bend over." <laughs> I want to kiss. All right, so what I did is I, I took the $100 refund and I... Uh, you took you took Cyborg's advice. Yeah. Said, you took Alien Spore Bomb's advice. Right, because I went to the, the Apple store here in Syracuse and I said, you know, there's really nothing that I want in this store. If I wanted to buy a, a Mac, which I would probably want to do, I'm not going to put the $100 plus another 900 of my own at throwing it into a Mac. Which is what you'd have to do. Yeah, so I said, you know what? I'm not going to put 100 bucks into the iTunes store and, and buy $100 worth of music because, you know... I can't even think of a hundred dollars worth of music on the iTunes store that I'd want to get. Well, Shakira, Brittany, <laughs> Christina, Shakitney. <laughs> if you mix them together with a cannon, um, so I said, forget it. I'll I'll just take that advice, and I and I threw it towards a one of the new nanos. It's it's more of a square shape than the old ones. They're, they're calling it the Fat Nano online. Yeah, it's it does video, it does audio, it uh, changes your life, it turns you. Except into, uh, the the, the one caveat is that I'm running Windows 2000 on the Windows side of my machine, and since this this is the latest iPod, you have to run the latest version of uh, iTunes, which no longer supports Windows 2000, only XP and Vista. Right. So I have to upgrade to XP tomorrow, and I have a dual boot box, you know, Linux on one side, which I'm normally running, so I don't uh, know what's going to happen, but I'm going to try to install XP tomorrow. And uh, the other thing is, and I mentioned this to you earlier, I bought 10 yards of fabric for my Halloween costume, but I'm still not going to say what it is, because the person who was dying to know what my costume is might be listening. He's going to be a, a fabric store clerk. He's going to carry around this... this. Uh, I was carrying around a bolt. A bolt of, of fabric. <laughs> I bought the whole bolt. Did you? There was only 10 yards left, so I bought the whole damn thing. They wow. gave me the tube and everything. Did you get the nut? 
Uh, I got some thread. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you threaded your bolt with a nut? Absolutely. There you go. So the question is, do we suck? You know, John and I conceived of this show in March of 2005, uh, around the time that he got uh, not an iPod, but some generic MP3 player by... Um, Creative. Creative Labs or whatever. Is it Create? What is it? Yep, Creative Labs. Yeah, they do sound cards and other sorts of uh, multimedia devices. And uh, I actually remember being at a trade show, speaking of traveling for my company, Mm -hmm. to uh, Orlando. And I was at the internet cafe that they set up for all the people who attend the trade show to check their email. And John was bouncing. We were bouncing all those ideas back and forth about a podcast. He initially said I should do a podcast. And I said, no, we should do a podcast. And, and then I called him a name, but let's not get into the personal stuff. It was something like that. And I, you know, and we just bounced it around and we just ran with it. And, and our, our big goal was always to try to find a sponsor and to market ourselves. And we've done neither. So John, um, and maybe I'm, uh, telling tales out of school here, but you were a little down a week or 10 days ago mm-hmm. and, uh, you were questioning our name, which John thought of, by the way, bloodthirsty vegetarians. And as soon as he emailed that to me, I said, done, that's it sold. I love the name. I think it's done as much good as bad for us, but unfortunately, it, it we're probably still not a cooking show. Yeah, we're not a vegetarian cooking show, and 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 any of our faithful listeners, listener, well, how many of ever you there are out there can attest to this? But we rarely talk about vegetarianism. Well, this is the thing that happened. I, I mean, I go through these cycles not every twenty eight days, but I go through these cycles where. It's a lunar I, thing. I need to basically just John, question what I'm doing. John and is tidally locked. And, and clean, <laughs> clean out, clean house, because, you know, I feel like things are stagnating. And I'm thinking about this, this show. And then well, I, you saw our stats or something. Did yeah. you look at Google Analytics or did you just look at our uh, download stats on um, Libsyn? Well, I don't even remember how the whole thing came about. I don't know if we've ever about. looked at Google Analytics yet. Well, I've looked at that too, but that one's not really as important. But I went to Libsyn stats, which is the, the hosting company for for the actual media files. Yeah, our files are served from Libsyn.com. The reason why we we host our media files differently or in a different location than the website is because the website is is limited bandwidth, and it's meant for viewing the website, actually. People hit the web pages and so on. A media file, which can be quite large... They're about... 40 to 50 megabytes per show. Yeah. If you if you have maybe 100 people downloading those, suddenly it's going to cost a lot more for us with that kind of hosting service to to pay for that. So we went with this company that, that started up around the same time as podcasting sort of was born. Two years ago. Yeah. And they decided that they're going to have a service that strictly hosts media files and you pay a monthly fee and it's unlimited downloads for those media files. Yeah. And, they created a, a business model and based around podcasting and video podcasting. Basically, right. the only people, probably you know, virtually, uh, who virtually. host files there, I'm sure somebody might use it for something else, high right. bandwidth application. Uh, Terrorism. It's, it's all about podcasts. There's probably thousands of podcasts hosting their files there, I would imagine. Several hundred, at, at least. I so it's more than that. They, they provide statistics, which is basically all you really <laughs> need I to know. I think are a little flawed. But. Well, they've always had problems with their stats, but... As you can use them as a rule of thumb. I wouldn't go by them with the actual specific number every day. <laughs> so at first, we were watching these stats, and they were wildly fluctuating all over the place. And they would tell you, essentially, how many people have downloaded the show and what their pod-catching agent was, whether it was iTunes or some other homegrown thing. Juice. Or, or um, if it was a direct browser hit. So... We would post a show, and we'd madly look at these stats, post another show, madly look at the stats, and 
over time, as podcasting became more popular and widespread, there were more and more choices for people. So obviously, fewer and fewer people downloading and listening to us. So I'm looking at this huge slope going down right into the ground. You know, our first show has had over a thousand downloads. Well over. Yeah. And then I look at... But that took a lot of time. Right. It takes a lot of time. Well, that's the thing. They're out there in perpetuity until the server shuts down. So anytime anyone wants to subscribe, they can subscribe to the very first show all the way to the, the current show. So it's it only makes sense that the early shows are going to have a higher number of downloads and the later shows are going to have fewer because just it's a time thing. So I'm looking at this huge slope and it, to me at very at first any downward slope is depressing. And then I said, well, okay, let me get a realistic Unless you're a picture. Skier. Well, it depends on how downward it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at this slope and I'm looking at the 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 most current shows like the last 5 or 10 and I say, what's the average number of people who download that because it's probably more accurate. And we're, we're getting around 100, 150 people downloading. That doesn't mean they're even listening. It just means that their computer has subscribed and there's an automated download happening. I, I don't think it's fair, though, to dwell on, you know, speculating on whether or not they're listening. That's You kind of have to look at the number and accept it as gospel. They're downloading right. 150 shows. So we, you can just assume that they're... In other words, if we were paying per download, they'd be paying. We'd be getting paid... No matter what, because they're downloading right. it. You know, we can't. It's not important to to. It's not. What's the word I want? It's 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 just it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to speculate about whether they're actually listening because they've gone so far as to download it, which means something. But I, I I'm trying to project and say, you know, what's the best case scenario, worst case scenario? And by the way, uh, about a year ago, our shows after about being up for four or five weeks, two fifty was about the average number. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing two fifty, two eighty, or something like that. We had so, one spike up to six hundred once, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's it depends. It's it's all over the place. So I'm I'm looking at this and thinking, what's the best case, worst case scenario? Thinking, okay, we probably do have about a hundred or so people listening because even if a hundred and fifty downloads happen on a show, there's enough time there on maybe like five or six weeks where people would say, "I'm not listening to this show anymore. Let me." unsubscribe it's not difficult to unsubscribe to unsubscribe from a show so i'm thinking at the very least they're storing them and eventually they'll listen to them so i'm i'm hopeful that we've got about 100 people listening but i'm thinking that's 100 people it's not like we're making a huge difference in the world here it's not like we're we're uh i don't know gonna get people going out into the street and changing the universe (laughs) It, it to me i'm just wondering i'm questioning is it worth doing this is it worth i don't know Talking, making sounds, putting on your iPods, making other people listen to those sounds. Is anyone even getting this? Well, John, in his email to me, John questioned the the name of the show, the format of the show. Is it a cop out that we you know to change the name and the in the format? And first of all, as I said before, I love the name. Um, I think we get just as many people going, "Wow, what a clever name!" I'm going to listen as we do going, "Oh, it's a vegetarian cooking show." Peta freaks. I'm not going to listen to these animal rights weirdos or something. You know. Uh, I mean, I found so many reviews of our podcast online where the first sentence is, I just like their name, so I listened, and what a pleasant surprise, you know? Cool podcasts, there's a, a review up there, uh, allever.com, there's a review of us up there. Someone where, said that the sound quality was pretty horrible, though. Well, that's fine. Uh, it doesn't, you know, whatever. And I, um, the format, you know, we didn't have a format in the beginning. As one of the people who reviewed our shows, Kirsten said, you know, the first 10 shows, they haven't found themselves. But after that, they really, you know, get get rocking. 
Um, and our format, if you've been listening for a while, has been kind of intro, song, main theme, topic, song, film review. And uh, John was questioning whether or not we need to be about something like Twit, you know, a technology show. My response to that was, well, if a Twit can get that many ratings, so can we. But, um, but you know, pumped. we're not really about anything, which I love. I understand that that could be a weakness, but that means we can talk about anything, you know? We're the show about anything and nothing. Well, here's the, the big question. We're Seinfeld. The big questions were, okay, the, the name change for me was, was just, I was just throwing it out there because I'm wondering if, if that's putting up too many roadblocks for people to even start listening, which, which could be a problem. But okay, it, fine. It, it might be. The, but the, the second, again, I think there's probably a lot of people who find it and went, oh, cool name. And so the second thing was the format. Is it too long? Is the show too long? I mean, we, we sometimes go almost to an hour. We try not to, but sometimes John won't shut the freak up, and it just goes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is the show... T- I mean, I'm, I'm raising these questions because hopefully we get some sort of feedback. Well, and actually, our, our goal in doing the show, Do We Suck?, was to solicit feedback. And we always solicit feedback at the end of our show when we're playing the outro, but now we really want feedback. You and we know? rarely get feedback. Rarely meaning we never get feedback. Oh, and and by the way, I think your question is, all of your questions are valid because we had an interesting thing happen in the past two weeks, and that was that we missed two weeks in a row, which we I don't believe we'd ever done before. And if we did, it may have been right around the time of our first show, which I'm not even going to count. But once we got rolling, we never missed two weeks in a row. And what I found pretty disturbing about that was no one went to our forum and said, yo, what's up? I mean, I'm I'm talking about not even our, our... big fans in quotes for lack of a better word like kirsten i know listens to our show if nothing else to to swear at us when we're talking and she didn't go to our forum and go geez we miss you what happened so maybe no one is listening and no one cares so um you know uh, uh, speechless yeah every once in a while I, i need a little pat on the head to say you're doing a bad job or you're doing a good job but we're getting no pats on any part of our body. <laughs> and this isn't about ego. This is about constructive criticism, I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, okay, you know, when John and I started the show, I knew it was going to sound good because it's what I do. I was never con- concerned about the way the podcast was going to sound. I, I was prepared and able to put out a product that sounds, in my estimation, as good as any podcast out there and as good as any podcast any professional radio station is doing. So the in after and in the beginning, I don't think John listens to the shows, but I listen to them after we do them because I edit them. So I get an extra listen, if you will. And then sometimes I just I'll be eating dinner and I'll throw it on to have it on in the background just to see if it sounds like a radio show. You know, if I'm eating, does does this sound like other radio talk shows that I'm listening to? And I'll do that, you know, once a once a month or something with the shows. And John and I kind of agreed, and this is an ego. We we thought we were pretty good. We think we're good extemporaneous speakers and you know i think we're funny and uh it's i don't know the nudity it's missing from the show the, well you do this show with no pants as you've said before maybe so. it should be a video podcast the nude talk show <laughs> on saturday night live <laughs> it should be shot from the waist down <laughs> that reminds me of a saturday night live skit that matthew broderick was on years ago and it was about this men's naked summer camp and they would just all walk around going hey nice penis mighty nice penis you got there john hey big penis they were, they were trying to push the limits there yeah exactly so i don't know 
but okay, so fine. We think we do a good job, but maybe we don't. Maybe we suck, which is why this segment is called Do We Suck? And is that why we're not getting any feedback from anyone? So we would welcome feedback from everyone on this show. And of course, as everyone knows, it's feedback at bloodyveg.com. And if you want to get it to John personally, you could send it to Satan at bloodyveg.com <laughs> or Beelzebub or Yagsathoth at bloodyveg.com. And you can send it to Cthulhu well, at bloodyveg.com. was one of the other gods in the Cthulhu oh, mythos. Yeah, he was this very strange demon in the Cthulhu mythos. I'm sorry, I never, the, I never got into that stuff. The D&D days, you know. And uh, so, yes, we ask for feedback every show and we never get it. But now we're begging for feedback because and, – and I don't think we're going to stop doing this show. And I kind of like the format because it lets us talk about what we want. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, being perfectly honest, coming here, getting to hang out with John, have a few laughs, drink some wine, which which what are we are drinking today, John? Today's show is brought to you by Greenpoint Winery. It's a Shiraz, a 2003 Victoria Shiraz. So I get to come here and have some laughs with John, and we watch endless YouTube videos and laugh our ass off. We drink some wine. We get a little schnookered. And I get to practice my craft of audio engineering and, and editing and stuff like that. And I get to play with cool toys like this microphone I'm looking at right now and the, the cool gear in the rack. And it's kind of fun and it's good for our egos every once in a while when we get an email that says, oh, you guys are really cool, which in the beginning we got a lot of them and we haven't gotten in any of them in a while. So, Well, and, and I'm wondering if it's even the state of podcasting because just for kicks, the other night I went over to Pod Show, which was Adam Curry's sort of venture because Adam Curry, he sort of started the whole thing of He's the podcast. Al Gore of podcasting. Yeah, I mean, he's he's making Which claims. Which means George Bush beat him in an election, too. Right. He's making all sorts of claims that he invented podcasting, but, you know, got to give him his props. He was the one who sort of popularized it. Um, Absolutely. He, and he played one of our promos. He did. He started playing this stuff and recording this stuff in his house and random thoughts, and people would mail him sound clips and all this stuff. And then he started a business around it, and it's turned into, like, essentially a record label, and He's doing all the evil things that that record labels do, and he's he's limiting who can be on his label, and he's well, limiting what kinds of things he's going to put out on the label, and he's taking money from them and giving them pittance, that kind of thing. But uh, anyhow, I went over there, and I'm thinking the state of podcasting is kind of rough now because now the only people I think who are getting the big numbers are the big names, just like anything else. You've got people like Adam Curry, you got ABC News, you got NPR, you got people like uh um Leo Laporte in Twit. I mean, he was known for his his television shows and and radio shows before. It's not like he came out of nowhere. The people who were sort of grassroots podcasters aren't making big numbers. I think you know, there's something. There's there's five figures of podcasts in the world right now, right? It's over ten thousand. There's something like that. There's, you know, maybe there's twelve or fifteen thousand podcasts out there. And I'm going to be honest. And again, this isn't my ego talking, but I listen to some of them, and a lot of them just suck. There are there are people who just they just decided to do a podcast. And I mean, that suck is a, is a harsh word, but they're not interesting to listen to. They're not good extemporaneous speakers. And this isn't a comparison. I'm This is solely my analysis as a listener. It has nothing to do with the fact that I do a podcast that I'm proud of. But if I were just a listener, I wouldn't subscribe to 99.99% of the podcasts out there because a lot of them are unlistenable from an audio perspective and a lot of them are unlistenable from a, a talent slash hosting perspective and a lot of them are unlistenable for both. So I'm wondering if the the overall quality of the podcast scene is is 
not dragging it down. So, I mean, A, do we suck? B, is there something you'd like to see us do more or less of? Uh, I still want to have guests. You know, I still want to interview. Uh, for example, I, I want our next interview to be my friend Donna, who runs the um, Family Nurturing Center, who's fundraising Halloween parties coming up, and that's the costume that I'm, I'm talking about. And my friend Donna just did something really amazing. She she managed to fund a home, a shelter. I originally thought it was for uh, domestic abuse victims, but it's actually a shelter for young pregnant girls who maybe got thrown out of the house or something like that by their parents. And she, she, she put together this amazing shelter. It's actually in a convent, the Our Lady Lord's Convent in Utica, because there are no nuns anymore, apparently. So these convents are relatively vacant. And someone came to her and said, I'll give you X amount of dollars, but I want you to put it towards another project. So she started this this project. and um, We should definitely talk about that, because you know my stance on that. I would rather have those people out of that horrible situation and try to get them some some normalcy in their life. And- well, I want to get Don on here for one reason, two reasons. A, she does this amazing work, and she's one person doing this amazing work. And B, she's literally the most, um, uh, what's the word I want? You know, when you get, you get, uh, um, you know, I, I look up to you and I draw energy from you because you're a good role model. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, she's... Uh, she's the man? Yeah, she is. Because she, you and I sit around and often... Uh, wax sadly about our our stations in life but sometimes we we don't do anything about it and a lot of people don't but she actually goes out there and tries and sometimes all it takes is asking and the answer is yes and people give her money to do these amazing projects so anyway i want to talk about that so yeah anyway we we shouldn't uh, dwell on our 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 uh, central topic here she's inspirational that's the word i was looking for she's the most inspirational person i know it's not neil armstrong it's not buzz aldrin after i met her and saw the amazing things she was able to do by herself i was blown away inspiration it's wonderful so do we suck send us actually send us some feedback some some good constructive criticism <laughs> you know would you miss us if we just stopped doing this show and and all that kind of stuff or or if i got a new host would you still listen and i think co-host ev- i actually. think every piece of feedback is important and every piece of non-feedback is going to be important because if we get nothing from this <laughs> then it means no one's listening you, so the, we're getting 150 downloads, and, and you were wondering what the percentage of non-listeners in is. Pretty 100. percent Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump into another tune. You wanna? All right, let's check it out. He nodded, by the way.
Wow. I'm Mutandina. Wow. Magnatune.com. They're doing our little, uh, they're doing our job there. That was Mutandina, and the song was called Juego. That's right. I should have cut that out. No, why? I mean, they're letting us play their music. In fact, it's probably in their license. We probably have to keep that in there. No, we don't. In fact, I was going to mention that's that's from Magnatune. It's a label that you can actually go to the Magnatune website. You can download, and I think their their phrase is, we're not evil. You can download like their Google stuff. Google is becoming. You can listen to their stuff. You can play it on podcasts at, I think it's 128. Uh, K, which is what that was. K. There was a little anti-aliasing going on in that. And if you want the high-resolution version of it, you pay five bucks or something for the album. Great label. Let's keep it in there. Who cares? You yeah. Know? We were just we were going to say that anyway. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, Mutandina. we had a sexy woman saying it for us. And I got to tell you something. That may be the funkiest band I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. I mean, that was just evil, sinister horn voicing, some nasty analog synth, some really funky wah guitar solos, really tight, great funk drummer. That was like the best funk band I've ever heard. Period. But that was that was like if you took a little twenty cc's of Santana and you injected into George Clinton's ass. It wasn't <laughs> I mean, George Clinton. He was like psychedelic funk, and well, that was what it was. And don't you? Isn't that like Chilean or Argentine? It was, it was Argentinian. Argentinian. Argentine funk. That's right. Th- that was amazing. I hope they have more stuff on there. Well, there's a lot of stuff. I got the whole that, album. That just blew me away. Those guys were incredible. You know, I'm not going to do reviews of... I, I owe you three film reviews. I saw three films in the last three weeks. Loved One it. Was, hated it. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Two snaps. Yeah. <laughs> One was called Evening, and it was written by the same author who wrote The Hours, which was a pretty famous book. And you could tell that... This a lot of people came to Munson that I'd never seen before, so they were obviously fans of the author, and it was kind of a story about a the hours hated it. A woman who was kind of questioning her decisions in life, you know, who she married, who she didn't marry, she had kids at this time, should she not have things like that. Does just her podcast suck? Classic life questions, and it was just riddled with great actresses: Vanessa Redgrave, Natasha Richardson, Tony Collette, Claire Danes. Great film, great story. I liked it. It was called Evening. Directed by Lajos Koltai, 2007. That's a U.S. film, PG-13, for some thematic elements, sexual material, and language. The other film I saw was a very, very light French film called My Best Friend, and it was about a guy who had no friends, essentially. He had <laughs> only best friend was co-workers and associates. The wall. So his one of his business partners... Uh, dared him to introduce his business part was a woman so she dared him to introduce her to his best friend so he went out trying to find a best friend and like you know teach the person the backstory and like so when he finally met the woman who was his business partner he would be a convincing best friend but guess what they ended up becoming good friends but yet there was a lot there was uh, some tumultuous stuff happened in the middle and it was it wasn't a particularly demanding film but it was just really funny and very light and uh danielle autul was in it who was also in um cachet mm-hmm. so you'd recognize his face and i thought it was very good and uh, i liked it it's a if you watch cachet you'd recognize other parts of his body too <laughs> that's right it was a patrice leconte film 2007 france subtitled rated pg-13 for some strong language and the film i saw yesterday was called the trials of daryl hunt and it was a straight-up documentary about racial injustice in America, about a guy who was wrongly accused of a crime, and he went to jail for 19 years and was eventually, uh, what's the word? Uh, freed. The, yeah, but what's the word that they uh, they use for that? The word that means wrongly accused and then finally let out of jail. 
Vindicated. Yes, he was finally vindicated, and uh, I liked it. Very uh, well put together uh, documentary with footage from 20 years ago. The original murder was committed in uh, August 10th, 1984, and the wow. reason I remember that is because it's right around my birthday. And he was uh, he was let out in 2003, and uh, a nice piece of work. Uh, I-, I love documentaries, but uh, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on in there. So yeah, I would actually give an erect appendage to all of these films. My Best Friend, Evening, and The Trials of Daryl Hunt. Cool. By the way, he was a black man in the South. <laughs> well, it sounds like the, the hurricane story too. I read that book too. Yeah, that was a great book, and that was good a, movie. It was a good movie as Very well. Movie. So anyway, I think that's a show. Tis a show. Yeah. Guess what? What? Claxons. Claxons say show. So. Yes, leave us feedback. Please leave us feedback. If we get none, we're going to get canceled by the censors and the network. Yeah, and let's see if we can raise some controversy. Download all the free pirated stuff you can. Hack your computers. Shit, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's feedback at bloodyveg.com, by the way. Or Satan at bloodyveg.com. No, that will bounce. <laughs> That'll bounce. Go to www.bloodyveg.com slash forum, or just leave out the forum part and see our website. Yeah, you can see our cool pictures, our forum, our wine list, all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, uh, are we forgetting something? I don't know. Bloodyveg.com, bloodyveg.com slash forum and feedback. And uh, just remember, you've been listening to the VIB right here on the VIB.